Hey, it's Erica. I just wanted to let you know that you can now listen to Global News What Happened to ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. TikTok is one of the most popular applications on the planet. But in recent months, it's been drawing criticism. Increasingly, the U.S. and its allies view TikTok as a security threat. On this bonus episode of What Happened To, we speak with experts about the recent uproar surrounding TikTok and why some governments have gone so far to ban the short-form video platform from devices. We're making the decision that uh, for government uh, employees, for government equipment, um, it is better uh, to not have them access TikTok. Are the security concerns legitimate? Why do these bans feel so all of a sudden? And how do TikTok's privacy policies compare to those of other social media giants, like Meta? I'm Erica Vela, a journalist for Global News, and this is What Happened to TikTok's Security Concerns. In September 2021, TikTok said more than one billion people around the world were using the app each month. That included over 150 million Americans and millions of Canadians. Brett Carraway is a professor of media economics at the University of Toronto, and he said the short-form video app grew because of something called the network effect. The platform becomes more and more useful the more and more users it has. Like if you had a telephone and it only could call one person, it wouldn't be very useful. But as more and more people join the telephone network, your telephone itself becomes more useful. Despite its rapid growth, the platform made headlines in February 2023 for a different reason. Canada's federal privacy watchdog has launched a joint investigation with three provinces into the social media giant TikTok. The Privacy Commissioner of Canada, along with authorities in B.C., Alberta and Quebec, will look into the collection, use and disclosure of personal information by TikTok, which is owned by a Chinese parent company called ByteDance. Critics warn the Chinese government could access user data, such as browsing history and location. I think the concerns are sort of twofold. It does all kind of tie back to the ownership structure. ByteDance is like uh, many Chinese firms. The Chinese Communist Party has some sort of representation within the company. ByteDance is a Chinese internet technology company and TikTok's parent company. It's based in Beijing. It has an internal committee that is um, essentially an arm of the Chinese Communist Party. Party, there is a like a chair of that committee. I don't. I mean, we don't have a direct equivalent uh, of this in Canada or the United States. So I tend to think of it. It'd be like if the Canadian government had an official on the board of directors, something like that. Sort of an eyes and ears of, of the government. Arn Kislenko is a history professor at Toronto Metropolitan University and an instructor in the International Relations Department at Trinity College at the University of Toronto. He says foreign influence in companies isn't something new. It's been happening for centuries. 
The Americans do it, the British have done it, the French have done it. In effect, there's nothing new about the idea of a foreign entity, a government in this case, uh, trying to use any and all means to influence a target population, not just to spy on them, that's a, quite another matter, but to influence them in terms of public opinion. Uh, the old days, you used to go after principal political leaders, journalists, people that can affect the nation and the people's uh, point of view. Uh, where this is quite new is, of course, the type of technology that's being used. It's open to anybody. It's invasive. Like you said, there's I don't even want to guess how many people using TikTok. Uh, and of course, the vast majority of them are entirely unaware. And I would argue probably don't care uh, where the end user of this medium is. And that's where this becomes a, a very pressing, more modern issue. Uh, the end user is very likely the People's Republic. And we say that because the nature of the arrangement that ByteDance has as a Chinese-based company. Arn says the concern lies with TikTok's ownership and how user data will be harvested and what they will do with it. The tracing of uh, individuals' private you know, rights amongst other things and, and all their identity. Um, and the potential target of that, if not the, the actual target of that, is the misuse of that data, the, 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 the you know, that, that data being used in ways that aren't consensual uh, with the end user and potentially, of course, influencing the opinion of those users innocuously, subconsciously, unknowingly uh, towards the People's Republic. He said there have been instances of alleged Chinese foreign interference that have created a heightened sensitivity around it. Been engaged in international industrial economic espionage for many decades. Um, and it is, of course, also known to have established um, uh, foreign entities, which means to infiltrate diasporic populations with the so-called police stations that everybody's talking about in places like Toronto, uh, potentially, where they uh, use Chinese diasporic populations to monitor uh, populations that they don't like. Those suggestions, I think, are, are quite real, and we have evidence of this. Now, this is not in any way to suggest that everybody who comes from China or is Chinese is up to no good. That's ridiculous. That would be extremism. That's your xenophobia, your racism, frankly, your stupidity. If you're a major power and you have that uh, potential, uh, chances are you're going to try to use it, if for no other reason than to monitor your own population at home, uh, or sorry, your own population abroad and sort of keep an eye on dissidents, as it were, the unlikables. Uh, from your point of view. And then that's married to the fact that, of course, China has loomed large in recent suggestions here in Canada of election interference uh, and of um, operations of intimidation, right? That's where Michael Chong and others come in, uh, that those suggestions are real enough to have provoked the federal government to talk about uh, or think about a, a national inquiry to examine precisely what that degree uh, of Chinese influence is. Brett Carraway agrees that TikTok's ownership, which includes government involvement coupled with the app's popularity and the boom in the Chinese economy, are all part of the concerns with the app. So the concern, the concern around TikTok, I think, is twofold. Number one, TikTok, from this perspective, could be used to um, sort of implement a misinformation campaign. There's concerns around the amount of information or data that a platform like TikTok, but not just a platform like TikTok, TikTok in particular, 
collects, right? Because all of the attention is on TikTok, not on Facebook, Instagram, or any of the others, right? It's not YouTube, it's not Google. It's all about TikTok right now. So there's a concern that if the Chinese government had access to Canadians' data or uh, people in the United States, that they could potentially use that in some nefarious fashion. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On February 27, 2023, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced the Canadian government would ban TikTok on all government-issued mobile devices. We're making the decision that uh, for government uh, employees, for government equipment, um, it is better uh, to not have them access TikTok uh, because of the concerns uh, that people have in terms of safety. Uh, this may be a first step. It may be the only step we need to take. But every step of the way, we're going to be making sure uh, we're keeping Canadians safe. The chief information officer of Canada determined that TikTok presents an unacceptable level of risk to privacy and security. The statement reads in part, quote, the decision to remove and block TikTok from government mobile devices is being taken as a precaution, particularly given the concerns about the legal regime that governs the information collected from mobile devices and is in line with the approach of our international partners. On a mobile device, TikTok's data collection methods provide considerable access on the contents of the phone. The government statement continues on saying, while the risks of using this application are clear, we have no evidence at this point that government information has been compromised, end quote. The U.S. also issued a ban on government-issued devices. The European Parliament, European Commission, and EU Council imposed bans on TikTok on staff devices as well. Brett said for Canada, the privacy concerns stemmed from data being stored on servers in China. There's an incentive there for the Chinese government, let's say, to use data about Canadian or um, U.S. citizens uh, in a way that you know, would potentially be uh, prohibited um, by Canadian law or U.S. law. Now, ByteDance has responded to this and said that they have not shared data with the Chinese government on Canadians. And they said that they would not do so if the Chinese government requested um, data on Canadians. And they've said, look, when we're operating in Canada, we are operating as, as an enterprise within the jurisdiction of Canada. So we abide by those laws. And in fact, they've called on the Canadian government to show us evidence. You know, where has there been a breach of, of data or privacy uh, on Canadian citizens. And they've called out the Public Safety 
in Canada and said, you, you know, you called for this ban, but there's no systematic security review that's been done showing that TikTok is uh, any more egregious in their data collection practices than any other. So, you know, that's kind of TikTok's position right now. TikTok has razor-focused algorithms that can quickly zero in on content users like within just a couple of minutes of use because the app is gathering this valuable data. But Brett says this isn't something unique to TikTok. Every social media platform has an incentive to collect as much data about their users as possible. So the concerns that have been voiced about TikTok is, oh, well, the, the app can gain access to the microphone and to the camera. Well, oh, big surprise there. People use it to record videos. So you know, that doesn't, that's not a shocker to me that it does that. Um, and then the, you know, the other concerns that have been expressed is that, okay, well, it also can get your location data. It can gain access to your uh, SMS, your, your texts. Maybe it can even look at your browsing history, et cetera. And I will tell you that there are studies that have been done at major universities, um, sort of within my field of communication studies that show that, well, okay, most um, social media platforms and apps do that. Do that. Um, of course they do. That's, that's how their business model works. A spokesperson with the company said TikTok isn't unique in the amount of information it collects, and all social media companies should be looked at with the same scrutiny. They follow the laws where TikTok operates. So in Canada, for example, TikTok follows the Canadian privacy law through the Personal Information Protection and Electronic Documents Act. Experts like Brett Carraway say a broader framework needs to be developed to hold all apps, whether it be TikTok, Meta, YouTube, or others, accountable. But I think the, the most important thing that they can do is argue for systematic treatment like this. You need you need some sort of like single framework, a single set of criteria that all social media platforms have to answer to. There can't just be this sort of ad hoc targeting of just Meta or just Google or just bite dance. Like you've got to just have something that is a level playing field that is comprehensive and designed to protect the user data of Canadians and, and Americans. And I think, um, you know, if the social media platforms could come together to argue for a comprehensive single framework that makes the market more rational and probably uh, makes everybody more comfortable. Users, the platform owners and regulators. Brett says whether it's TikTok, Meta, or X, which is formerly Twitter, data breaches are possible. If you want to talk about protecting user privacy, you have to talk about it in a systematic way, not picking out one platform. That's not going to protect Canadian social media users. It's not upholding privacy if you're going to do this on a piecemeal basis um, and target one one foreign-owned company because of a sort of geopolitical situation. These are leaky platforms, and the platforms, um, you know, when they, when it's in their own best interest to breach user privacy, user privacy, they'll do so. When a state government leans on them and says, "You need to give us access," they fold. 
Like this isn't specific to, to TikTok. Brett says the U.S. has been leading the charge against TikTok, with Canada following suit. First came the announcement from the federal government, followed by states, provinces, and municipalities. In fact, Montana took it one step further and became the first state in the U.S. to impose a complete ban on TikTok. It's scheduled to take effect January 1st, 2024. TikTok CEO called the move unconstitutional and filed a federal lawsuit against it. And there were reports TikTok faced calls from U.S. officials to divest its Chinese-owned parent company as the U.S. government considers a bill looking at banning TikTok altogether. Kathy McMorris-Rogers, the Republican chair of the House Energy and Commerce Committee, said, TikTok is a weapon by the Chinese Communist Party to spy on you, manipulate what you see, and exploit for future generations. Brett Carraway says in the U.S., few things bridge the gap between party lines, unless it's around TikTok. Right now, this is one of the few things in, in an incredibly politically polarized landscape where you can actually get sort of a bipartisan agreement between Democrats and Republicans, that there's uh, a growing concern around Chinese influence across the globe, and we need to do something to curtail that. And like I said, a focus on TikTok is just one part of that that broader program. In late March, TikTok CEO Xiaozi Chu testified before Congress and faced tough questions from lawmakers. Has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think the spying is the right way to describe it. We do not promote or remove content at the request of the the Chinese government. After his testimony, Chu released this video on TikTok. A lot was said at the hearing, but I hope you heard the message, the important message, that it is our responsibility to protect more than 150 million Americans who love and use our platform. Now, this is why I'm making the following commitments to you. Number one, we will continue to keep safety, especially for teenagers, a top priority. Second, we will continue to protect your data from unauthorized foreign access. Now, in the U.S., American data will be stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. Third, we will ensure that TikTok remains a platform for free expression and that it cannot be manipulated by any government. And fourth, we will be transparent and give access to third-party independent monitors to keep us accountable for our commitments. Thanks for joining us on this special episode of Global News, What Happened To? Global News, What Happened To? is written and produced by me, Eric Cavella, with producer Dila Velezquez. Our audio producers are Rosalind Kafour and Rob Johnson. Also, a special thanks goes to Drew Hasselbeck, supervising national online journalist for Global News. Let us know what you thought of this episode and please share it with a friend. It will help us grow the show and bring you more incredible stories. You can also help us out by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also reach out to me personally. We are always looking for stories. So if there's a new story you want us to revisit, you can email me at erica.vella at globalnews.ca. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time.